Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Scott Wright is back with us again today. Scott's been teaching us about different ages of the church and significant things that the Bible and history has to say about them. Amen. And he's also been helping us to understand the modern day church age with societal problems and comparing these things to what the Bible says is going to happen. And we're going to jump off now into looking at current events as it relates to Bible prophecy. And we've had a number of sessions with Scott over the past few months, too numerous to really go back over and discuss all the different content and all the episodes. So if you missed them, I'd highly recommend you go back and listen and catch up. Amen. Let's help him help. Welcome back to the program today, Scott Wright. Scott, it's so good to have you back today, my friend. Hey, it's great to be here, Bob. And I'm looking forward to an even better discussion than what we've already had another hundred times. So Amen. Amen. Let's, uh, I'm ready to bring it. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about you know what's happening right now in the world. With compare that to what's written in the Book of Revelation and other chapters of the Bible as well. But we did last time we discussed the building of the third temple and the names of God and, and all that. But today, you know, we, we're referring to them in our previous discussion as puzzle pieces. That as they come together, they show us the big picture. Amen. But today, let's go over some of those puzzle pieces and let's start with. Israel. I mean, that's a big thing. You know, share with us some of the dates that are especially concerning to Israel and the prophecy. I know it goes way back. I mean, a lot of people automatically jump to 1948, but it goes before then, like back to 1917, correct? So in November of 1917, we're going to have this thing called the Balfour Declaration. And this isn't really talked a lot about, but I'm going to give you a way of thinking about this that I think will help establish some foundation here for the reestablishment of Israel. So Lord, so what happens is Lord Rothschild and his bank, his banks help establish the funding for the allies during world war one. So world war one comes about, they do that to help bankroll the entire war. And as a, and as a promise, uh, Lord Balfour, promises Lord Rothschild that if they reclaim the land of the Pal- of Palestine, that they will set aside some of the land for Israel again. And that's what the Balfour Declaration does. So it, in a nutshell, what happens is the Ottoman Empire collapses. Britain retakes that land and gives that back to, uh, to Israel as a promise to Lord Rothschild. And then 1948, so think of it this way, World War I, establishes the ground for Israel, World War II pushes the people into Israel. All the persecution in Europe will push push a lot of people of the Jewish faith into three places. One, United States, more. Two, Britain. 
and three, Israel. And those are the three largest population areas of people with Jewish faith. So that that establishment of Israel comes in 1948, right after World War II. Now, what happens is, is there's a Harry S. Truman in May of 1948 signs a document that gets that gives Israel their nation back and sets up a provisional government on January 25th, 1949. They hold free elections and reestablish a brand new government. So they, they put in the permanent government that is in, in place even today now. 1950, the Israeli government issues basically the right of return. That means anybody of Jewish faith can come in and automatically be a citizen in Israel. So they can they can buy land, they can do ever all the things get get land and get reestablished into that nation. They're just trying to get more people back into Israel, partly to defend it, but also to settle those areas before other uh before other different nation states start trying to settle the area as well and other and people of other faiths. Nineteen sixty seven, obviously we know about the the Six Day War and and everything that happened with that, and Israel retakes not only the land that they were given through the Balfour Declaration, but also they re, they retake the old area that used to, to where the temple used to sit. That means the old area of Jerusalem. So now they have that established. They've taken it militarily in 1970, and August 7, 1970, there's a basically a peace treaty and it allows Israel to politically secure that part that they took in 1967. Then of course you'll have, you know, and that was, that ended the war of attrition. And then you've got all these other little wars. You'll eventually have the camp David accords, but what's going to happen is, and that'll all happen in the seventies, but what eventually is going to happen is that we're gonna we're gonna fast forward to 2020, but I want us to also step back a few years, just a couple of years. You guys remember the four blood moons that happened? What was that? 2017, 2018, or 2016, 2017? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I did not have to go back and look exact dates, but I remember them, and I remember stepping outside each time and looking at them. But If you remember correctly, Benjamin Netanyahu goes to the pray, praise at the Wailing Wall and comes over and appeals to Congress. And then he goes back to his country. In 2020, there's going to be this thing called the Abraham Accords. President Trump is going to help broker this. But this is significant. I believe this is one of the most significant events that has happened and it's something that didn't get paid attention to because of COVID COVID kind of washed it out a little bit, but here's what happens. Israel and several Arab States form an agreement called the Abraham Accords to normalize their relations. And these are signed in the latter half of 2020. We have COVID going on. So that's all we're paying attention to in a presidential election, but we miss this. Yeah. And, here are the, the country. Now, Bahrain and Morocco's involved in this. 
But the country that really is the is the one I would pay attention to is the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. Why is that? Dubai has a plan by 2040 to become the wealthiest and most technologically advanced city on earth. If you go back about 50 years and look at that area of Dubai, it, it's nothing. Right. It's basically just a piece of desert sitting next to the sea. It has quickly become one of the top 10 seaports in the world. It is already per capita one of the richest, if not the richest nation or city in the world. And of course, it sits in the UAE. They have the, now the tallest building in the world. And it is growing like crazy. I've read something else this weekend that you can establish a business in Dubai. It doesn't matter what country you're from. They will give you free office space hmm. in one of their buildings. And it's basically tax-free. They give you all these benefits and you can read about it. There's, and I'm, I can guarantee you there's more than just that, but if you go back and you look at that country or that city 50 years ago and you compare it to now, the growth is astronomical. If you read about Great Babylon in the book of Revelation, and it's mentioned, and it's also mentioned about its destruction, it's exceptionally quick, they're pretty close to the descriptions. The descriptions are like lining up. So Dubai could very well become the the Babylon the Great, the city, the city of merchants, and it already is right now. It's it's growing, and they have established. They now have an embassy in Israel. They have an ambassador to Israel now because of these Abraham Accords. The UAE has established that, wow. and they're going to have the most advanced city on earth by twenty forty. Amen. Amen. And 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 I mean it's it, when when this stuff starts, it's just those puzzle pieces we talked about last time. When this stuff starts coming together like this, mm -hmm. yeah, your antennas need to go up because I've heard for years. I've listened to prophets say, "Oh, it's cut." You know, here's the rapture; it's coming, and and we hear all these kind of things, folks. We need to slow down. We got to look at evidence. And I always kept saying, "I don't." It, I would read that stuff and I would hear stuff and I would be like, after I'd sit back and think about, it, I'm like, there's not, there's a lot of boxes that haven't been checked off. There's too many boxes. But what's happening is these boxes are starting to check off. Yeah, amen. I don't believe all of them have been checked off yet. Mm -hmm. I still think we got more to go. Amen. But these are some pretty significant things that have happened. Just like I've told you, think about COVID. COVID was an announcement. Yeah. Absolutely. An announcement that there is an end coming. Yep. Well, what about some of the other nations, Muslim nations in that region of the world? Well, you know, obviously there's still certain, you know, there's there's still a certain feel <laughs> between Israel and some of those other Muslim nations, and and there's still you know, there's still terroristic type wars going on and they're they're on a small scale. 
and some of those relations have not been normalized yet, but they are, but, but there does seem to be a calming down of that area since that happened, since the Abraham Accords. Now, has it been perfect? No, it is absolutely not. And in a lot of the battles, unfortunately, aren't that are being fought in that area of the country is not necessarily nation against nation, but it's more terrorist groups. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's yeah. more hidden in a way, kind of similar to what we dealt with in, with 9-11. So that's the type of things that are going on in that area of the world. But we are starting to see more normalizing of those relationships between Israel and those nations. So they're, they're, there's a calming down. One thing um, that also... I need to make, you know, kind of make a point about is that as, as this time has moved on, I kind of, the one country over there that I'm, that does not go to war with Israel, that is a very powerful player in that region of Saudi Arabia. And it seems like that, that peace between them is not only lasting, but is going to last, which is part of why I think some of those other countries aren't crazy aggressive. (laughs) Saudi Arabia has a lot of pull in that area. They really do. And so obviously there's certain countries that are sort of under Russia's thumb. We know that Mm -hmm. and has been for a while, but Saudi Arabia is a, is a country in that area that it's extremely difficult to go to all-out war without Saudi Arabia on your side, yeah, it really is. So that's something to think about over there. And in Israel and Saudi Arabia, while sometimes they may not get along, they're not in all-out war either, right? So right. that peace kind of stays, kind of stays at that. It, it kind of stays in that peaceful realm pretty much all the time, even when they're in disagreement. So, yeah. Well, how does all this relate to the Third Temple? So here's what that does. And this is why I think is, as we were discussing the third temple, why this is so important is that the third temple is going to be built through a process where these other countries are going to accept it. So now we also know there's going to be a sudden attack against Israel that comes from some Muslim nations Russia seems to be the way that's described in the Bible is going to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's going to be miraculously stopped in some form or fashion. However, God chooses to do it. I don't know if it's, you know, I've kind of wondered sometimes if, if that's going to be the United States stepping up and doing what it should do. And they're going to miraculously show the military power that we, that the United States has. And they stop that from him doing that because sometimes god will do miracles in natural ways yeah you know it's not just like the whole coming together of israel that was done through war world war one and world war two caused the re the the rejoining of israel so it didn't just happen because some crazy miracle it god did it through the advent of two world wars yeah yeah and so we need to understand that it may not be like what we see, like in the movie Left Behind, when the planes just start exploding in midair and <laughs> and all that stuff. It may not look like that. Yeah. 
So we we're not sure, and, and I'm not. I don't want to over speculate that either. But I believe that some of these peace accords here that are happening and have happened, this Abraham one especially, with a country like UAE, with its wealth in that region, now having normalized relations with Israel, I believe will help clear a path to the building of the third temple. Yeah. It's going to help clear a path because their financial authority is a big deal. Saudi Arabia and UAE are two excessively wealthy countries and UAE is going to have the wealthiest city on earth. They already, if if you look, UAE is already the wealthiest per capita in the world. Mm. And so I believe that was a sign that helps foster in eventually the building of the third temple because it, let's just say it this way. Part of that accords was this, and this is something to remember. The UAE, as a result, the United States would sell them 50 F-35 combat jets. So now the United States is help helping the UAE be a military power in that region mm. because they're on Israel's side mm-hmm. and because they're willing to take that peace deal. So now it's almost like you have another little so-called NATO forming in that area with some of these countries. And now the United States is not only our not only United States military, obviously by far the strongest in the world. Yeah. But now you have, them arming these other countries that are at peace with Israel. You need to think about that. That is going to help create an environment in which the third temple can be built. And it's possible that, you know, this technology and military hardware and all that, that we're providing that could be turned around and used against us. If, uh, you know, where it says all the nations of the world will gather together, you know, Armageddon and all that good stuff. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, and, you know, you're, you're pre-positioning it already there. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Amen. Amen. This is, oh, man, I could keep going on this, but, but, you know, I want to come back real quick as we get ready to close. You know, I've seen many ministers that look at process say that a nuclear confrontation is almost inevitable at this point in time, even though, you know, you don't hear them hear prof, uh, politicians talking about it, but you know, you have Iran that wants to bomb North Korea wants to bomb Russia's making this deal, you know, with North Korea and Iran and, and, you know, and China and all that. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think this confrontation will probably happen sooner rather than later? You know, I hear people talk about it, but I'm not, and I'm not playing profit on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some evidence. I believe prophecy and evidence need to go hand in hand. I do. And I, some of the things that the Lord has put in my heart to speak about have been things where he's led me to evidence mm-hmm. that is not being looked at or talked about. And I also think that that is sort of a warning to people with prophecy. I, and I have to say all this because Here's one thing I've learned with prophecy. A lot of times the best thing to do when the Lord puts something on my heart is I just write it down. Mm-hmm. I need to pray 
and then I need to just let the Lord be the Lord. Remember, we, I have a real hard time sometimes with people calling themselves prophets. It's a gift, a prophecy. You are not a prophet. You are simply an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Amen. And it's not your prophecy. It's God's. We have to remember that. He owns the prophecy, not us. He's just using us as that vehicle to speak through. Amen. So sometimes the best thing to do is to write that stuff down and then just let some time pass. You know, you'll see it. If it's supposed to play out, it'll play out. And so there's things God's put on my heart that I've written down that haven't come to pass yet. The Lord has said it will. Mm-hmm. You just need to give it time. Mm-hmm. He said, you need to, and I've, I've literally had the Lord put this on my heart. Let me be me. You quit yeah. trying to be me. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's sometimes what we have to do with yeah. prophecy. So, but here's something that the Lord has shown me to pay attention to. But talk about these nuclear confrontations. But I kind of wonder, <laughs> there are three, there are, there are really two companies that are buying up the world faster than you can imagine. And these two companies are huge. And I kind of wonder, is the world going to get absorbed, and it already is, into kind of this one big basket by these fi- these couple of financial companies consolidating everything. And they're going to have the power to do it. They already have a lot of power. And, and these two companies, BlackRock and Vanguard, you should go and read about that. Yeah. So there I've read I've read several articles. There was one article said that that BlackRock will own it all by 2028. Think about this. Wow. BlackRock already controls over $10 trillion. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's more than Amazon. That's more than Tesla. <laughs> that's more than Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. I mean, all of them put together. Yeah, amen. And you don't ever hear about these guys. Vanguard is second. And another one called Street Smart's third, but BlackRock owns Street Smart. So, <laughs> and then Vanguard has shareholdings in BlackRock. Yeah. And Vanguard's ownership is really hard to quantify. So there's there's a lot of owners, yeah. basically. Amen. But BlackRock is going to own it all. They Think about this. In the world circulation of finances and money and all this stuff, there's approximately 40, 45 trillion. They right now, by themselves, control 10 trillion. Yeah. Amen. That is astronomical. And I, and, and you can, and and I'm not the only one saying that you can go read the articles, read the evidence for yourself. Don't believe me, read the evidence. And here's the thing. Look at all these pieces. You've got Dubai, you've got the UAE normalizing relations. They're going to be the richest country, richest. They're going to have the richest city in the world. You know, excuse me, UAE and Dubai. That's going to be the wealthiest area in the world. You've got a company taking over with financially, with all their investment portfolios, they are already equaling $10 trillion. They are, they already own percentages of all the major mass media in the United States. Mm, Let me ask you a question. As they buy up more and more, as they swallow up more and more, how in the world is China not going to be owned by these people? Right. How is Russia not going to be owned by them? How is, I mean, 
these countries aren't going to be able to escape that. Their their portfolio of ten trillion dollars. The only thing bigger than that is the GDP of the United States and China, and eventually they're going to surpass both of them. Yeah, yeah. they're going to control those politicians. I mean, there's no way if they control that much money that those politicians can push them around. <laughs> I mean, it's just not. We know how that works. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. They can't get a defense contract without them. Yeah, that's I, true. Mean, I mean, think about how that's going to be controlled. So my point is this: is that I think the takeovers, the the coming of what we are talking about, is going to be through finances. It's going to be done through economics. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think nuclear war and all that other stuff. It's going to be extremely difficult to be able to fight when you've got a company that's controlling both ends of the stick. I just don't, unless they want that to happen, but I am guessing that the the takeover is going to be economic. Okay. And I think we, we're already feeling the, some of the effects of that. But I think I think people need to think about that. I, th- I think before we dive into prophetic visions of nuclear war, I think we need to look at that aspect first. Amen. Amen. Well, Scott, this is so interesting. As you know, I love studying prophecy in the end times. Are you talking about any of this on your podcast? You know what? Um, I talk a lot about process of how the word of God impacts our life and how if we follow it, we can connect to God. And that God laid a process in the word for us to follow, to connect to him. And if we pay attention to it, and we follow it as it's written, then we can connect to God. And that's really what my podcast is about, called The God-Centered Concept. You can reach me at GCC, God-Centered Concept, 2038, at gmail.com. Amen. How can people listen to your podcast? So you can go to Spotify and go to Apple Podcasts. It's called The God-Centered Concept by T, like Thomas, S, like Scott, right, T-S, right. Amen. Amen. And we'll, what will we be discussing next time? Well, we've been discussing all these puzzle pieces. And we talked about the Ten Commandments. We talked about the process of the temple. I really think that one of the areas that we need to hit now, <laughs> believe it or not, we need to start talking about how the Jewish nation, kind of what, what are the centerpieces of their society on a yearly basis? So we're going to talk some a little bit about festivals, but we're also going to talk about the concept of marriage within Amen. the Jewish state okay. and how that was in ancient Israel during when Moses gave or God gave Moses the law and Moses gave it to the people Amen. from Amen. God. So that we're going to talk about that and we'll start probably with the wedding banquet and the betrothal process, and then we will start working through festivals and how significant these things are, and they do pertain to our faith today. Amen. All right. And, and your book, God Center Concept Journal, that's available on Amazon, correct? Absolutely. Right. And well, so folks, you can pick that up there. Folks, these events that Scott's been sharing with us today, they're not something new. I mean, these events have been building for decades. I mean, think of it like an earthquake. It may seem like it just happens, but in reality, there's many minor tremors that take place before the big one. And these end time scenarios are just like that. Jesus himself said to be signs, etc. that occur prior to the end times. 
He gave some examples in addition to the book of Revelation, which he had John write about. But we are witnessing these signs right now. Well, you know, Brother Bob, you know, they've been happening for decades, if not longer. That, yes, that's true. But they've been happening at a far faster rate and far more dangerous levels than ever before. I, I like to refer to it as a convergence of signs that we've never seen the likes of before up until now. Amen. Don't shut me down when I'm preaching, dude. Drop down to the show notes. Reach out to Scott Wright. Get in touch with him. Subscribe to his podcast. Be sure to purchase his journal and start learning all about God-centered concepts that he specializes in. Amen? Do it right now before you forget about it later. Scott, thanks again for taking the time to come back on the program and share all this information with us. I do appreciate it, brother. Hey, thank you for having me on the show, Bob, and I look forward to another great discussion next time. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Scott Wright and myself, Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.